0: Hey, 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 welcome out to Third World Linux episode 101. I'm Jao. My name is AG. And on this episode, we're going to be doing one of those stuff people tell us, stuff we're told by people, people stuff us tell things. <laughs>
1: because, uh, because what's
0: your rationale why we have to do this at 101? Uh, because, like, last, la- last time we were talking about, like, All of the uh, 100 episodes, blah, 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 blah. And um, the thing that we didn't talk about was uh, probably the most important thing. And it should be like its own episode, which is the people that listen to us, the dear listeners. So, yeah, so this is going to be one of those little feedback episodes. Um, And it's been what? It's been like a month. So it's sort of about time anyway. That we do one of these. So,
1: um, at, at least once a month we do it. So, yeah. you know, uh, good timing, I guess.
0: Right. Uh, so, oh, and, um, before, before we press on, something that I forgot to mention. And, um, yeah, just a really quick shout out to the folks over at, um, the Linux Lugcast love from the third world. Um, one one of the guys that's on uh, one of the guys that's on that show emailed us like saying hi and thanks for the show and stuff. So just a quick shout out to them. Shout out. And uh but, but, but is the shout out when you
1: say quick shout out to them? That's the shout out itself or do you actually have to <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is there rules to the shout out? Uh, <laughs> I, I suppose Anyway. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because uh, because um, it was the door-to-door geek, I think, who, like, I emailed, was like, "Hey, thanks for, yeah, thanks, thanks for the shout out, right?" Um, and it was either him or Cody that says, like, or that said something along the lines of, uh, "If ever you find any more like Linux podcasts out there, give them a shout out on your show." So, um, going by that, it's sort of part of the mandate, the honor system. So, what's up, Chris? Right. So we have an email from Randy who says, Hey guys, Snap is live and several major apps already have snaps already. XDG apps is now flat pack and very much a red hat initiative. And it is turning into a cold war of universal packaging formats. Lots of flames and gnashing of teeth. Really enjoy your show and something about having a beer with us. Keep up the good work and stay happy and funny, Randy. Um, yeah. Oh, he, he, uh, he also mentioned something about like hanging out next time he comes, uh, comes over to the Philippines and have a beer and stuff. So, you know, email us if you're here. Um, yeah, please do. Yeah. So this was, this was, uh, uh, on snaps and flat packs or XDG app. flat packs, <laughs> email, um, flat packs. And yeah, it, it is very much a red hat initiative. Um, so even in the unification, we find a way to fragment. <laughs> Just like the real world. <laughs> Which is pretty cool, right? Like, like when, um, when we were talking about that particular quote issue, I guess, uh, yeah, when, when we were talking about that particular issue on episode 97, um, it was like fragmentation is the biggest strength and the biggest weakness of The open source community. And yeah, so I guess we were, uh, we were wrong or not, we were wrong. Um, I was a little bit behind the times in calling XDG apps XDG apps and not flat packs, which is just about right for the third world since our technology (laughs) (laughs) is like an iteration behind for the most part.
1: In the war between Snap and Flatpak, which side are you on? Uh tar balls,
0: man <laughs> <laughs> Tar balls for life. <laughs> Give me targes any day
1: <laughs> that that should be a shirt. I like me some targes <laughs> in the mouth. Sorry, what <laughs> uh always click on the targes anyway what um uh yeah. And next time he's here should
0: well at least if you're either in Manila or Cebu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um all right. Uh, next up we have an email from our buddy from Puerto Rico, William, who says Peppermint seven just came out. I know that Peppermint is one of our favorite distros, but I want to know if the new one passes the third world Linux treatment. Finally, I can update my main computer that has Peppermint 6 for the past 11 months. Keep up the good work, and I am enjoying the podcast. Take care from Puerto Rico, William. Um, Yeah, I haven't tried Peppermint 7 because... um, Arch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: I wanted to try it out if I can get some life this week. (laughs) Right after the show, I have to actually write, you know, because I have a deadline for July 18th. What's Mm -hmm. the date today? <laughs> um, it's the eighteenth, dude. So, exactly. <laughs> we
0: just had an example. July eighteenth London
1: time, so I still have pretty much have a few more hours to complete. Like two hundred more words. Three hundred more words. Ah. So so yeah, I, I, I know I could knock it out. That's why it's just you know, it's last minute. But uh we'll see. But anyway, point is uh I already have Peppermint seven downloaded anyway. Yeah i just haven't put it in i haven't even put it in a live usb mm. so tomorrow might i might have time to do that or at least on friday then hopefully like in the next two three weeks you want to try out and see if we could knock out the third world treatment for it yeah. Yeah. all right <laughs> sure or at least some quick thoughts <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah i wouldn't mind. Let's see. yeah anyway uh yeah uh thanks bill or bill <laughs> thanks
0: william <laughs> Right. Um. Why are you not loading? all ah, right Because internet. <laughs> because because DDWRT problems. Uh, I wanted to go to Google Plus for the next one, mm-hmm. but it's not quite loading. Is there anything cool on Twitter? Uh, Twitter pretty much answered them. Yeah. No, I I want yeah. I want
1: a map to go on the on the show notes like the Luzon map <laughs> I think it should be on the show notes <laughs> in the inevitability that Pokemon Go arrives in the country
0: uh-huh. there we go um, so yeah uh, Morton says as long as it is in the words of the Cognitive Dissonance podcast info all is good this is in reference to um, the yes and no episode that we had for episode <laughs> 99 when <laughs> we really weren't making very much sense
1: <laughs> because again when we're tired we're
0: we're nothing <laughs> but we try it was a uh, yeah because because there was um it was an inverse correlation between our energy levels and how much sense we make right so you know the higher the energy the less sense we tend to make mm-hmm. is something that i found out <laughs> Like once we start like like last week. I'd like to think that last week we made a lot of sense, but like we made the or I made the observation that we were having a very sort of somber episode. So yeah. Yeah, for
1: episode one hundred it wasn't very much a fanfare.
0: Yeah. The episode before that, we were like super hyper and we didn't make very much sense at all, which is pretty cool, I think. Yeah. That should be that 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 should be
1: the aim, I guess. What as long that as we means... still make sense. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean we still we still have to make sense. <laughs> we still have to make sense. We still have like as long as we still bridge that line of what we actually do, which is talking about our Linux lives in the third world, for the most part. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hmm. Which is uh Oh Speaking of which, in an aside, when I open up Audacity, there's something I noticed for the first time today. Go on. Like, for for when you open up, it has that, uh, is it called the splash screen? Again, I don't know. But it's like, welcome to Audacity, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized that um, it says there, uh, click here for the documentation. Click here for the manual. And beside those are parentheses. If it's not installed, online version. If <laughs> it's not installed, online version. <laughs> Like, it just shows that, hey, you pretty much don't need to install those things. But, you know, it would be nice if it's there. <laughs> it's like, what's, I don't know. That's what it meant to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's, a, it's like a throwback to, to times past when you really did need to have everything installed locally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but these days, you know, you don't need to. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Anything else? What, what else? What else?
0: Mm, let's see. Um, there. Ah, this is, this is something for, no, this is, this, this could work. Uh, I was just listening to the podcast and I wonder why Tagalog uses libre to mean free beer when Spanish has libre and gratis, meaning beer and speech, respectively. Right? Um, and my answer to that was it is an accident of history. And so Tagalog, we already have the word malaya to Mm -hmm. mean free as in speech. Um now why we ended up loaning the word libre to mean free beer instead of gratis is just probably an accident of history. And somebody like, somewhere said something. <laughs> and Probably just like semantic <laughs> drift, we- you know. Or semantic drift. Yeah, because because when it comes to language, right, language doesn't move or language moves really slowly, so mm-hmm. you know, just because something yeah. said something somebody said something somewhere doesn't mean the entire language has changed. But like, why we took libre instead of gratis is kind of weird. Like, it, it is weird. Is gratis. Uh, is gracia coming from gratis. No. Uh, with gracia meaning grace. Yeah. I, I do not know where does the word grace come from. Does oh, the no word idea, grace so come from <laughs> the same root? Mm, let me check that out.
1: But yeah, uh, semantic drift will be the name of my next hardcore band. So. Semantic drift. <laughs>
0: It sounds yeah. Yeah, so
1: we are semantic drift because yeah, it changes yeah. meaning
0: periodically. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 then after that heavy song, you go to a reggae, like
0: <laughs> yeah. Um Anyway, uh, by the way,
1: when do we need to do our localization duties? Whenever. Oh, really? Yeah. Wanna do it when I'm there next month? Sure. Then. Let's record the actual translation. <laughs> We're actually translating.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it probably comes from the word grace probably comes from uh the same like root as gratis. gratis to gratis. Yeah, oh. yeah, like uh thanks to thank, right? So like grace is supposed to come gratuitously, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it, maybe I'm not sure, but there it's uh, it's weird. But then the weird thing is, um, wh- why, like, why does English have like one word to mean two different things? <laughs> like that's the thing that I find weird. You know, I was gonna say I think we have those as
1: well, but I guess because it was heavily influenced by English. Anyway,
0: what do you mean? It was heavily inf- influenced by English.
1: Like, we have two things that, that we have a word that
0: means two things. Yeah, well, well, yeah, come to think of it, we have some really bizarre words that mean two things. <laughs> like, I, I do not know how the, the word for balloon is the same as the word for wolf. What? It's the same for w- wolf? What is balloon? Uh, in Filipino Balloon? Tagalog. Uh, lobo. Wolf. Yeah, Is also lobo. <laughs> 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 like I've never understood that <laughs> well, how did it connect <laughs> yeah it, it's probably it's probably like uh balloon probably comes from Spanish like lobo probably comes from Spanish then like lobo
1: is something from Tagalog no here's a, a weird thing for me is um socket uh-huh because you in English like plug into the socket right? Right. Then we translate it in Tagalog as "saksakan," yeah,
0: which also means "stab somebody." <laughs> yeah, because you stab a plug into a socket.
1: Yeah, which is I find it funny. Hmm. We don't have an actual translation for a socket. It's a gesture. The translation is the gesture, not the actual thing
0: itself. Oh, okay. So we probably got probably got those words from Spanish because "lobo" is wolf in Spanish, and "globo" in Spanish means balloon. And we probably just dropped the G as a matter of convenience.
1: (laughs) And anyway, uh, moving on, what else do we have to...
0: Uh An email from, uh, from our buddy Ocelot, who says, Hey, 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 like I said before, technology won't necessarily save endangered languages. They're just tools. Many of these languages are endangered due to direct government policy. The U.S. and Canada, along with uh, the Catholic and other churches, forced countless indigenous children from Hawaii to even Puerto Rico from the 60s up to the 90s schools uh, to schools where they were beaten for not speaking English. The effects have been devastating. So translating Facebook or Wikipedia into Lakota won't fix, won't fix anything, but it's a small, small start. That the Philippines even has a Filipino language be official is astonishing. And on to teaching native languages as long as the community wishes it. Sadly, some choose to bury their language. It's unfortunate, but the pressures are intense. I don't think A. G. hated the Abrams Star Wars movie. <laughs> I still think it has a deep. I still think it has deep structural problems. But I enjoyed it as I watched it. It doesn't help that marketing sold us a movie with more Captain Phasma. On Batman: The Brave and the Bold, I agree with A. G. that it was a quality show. However, I can't say the same for Ultimate Spider-Man. The show is nothing like the comic. It is not even close to the quality of the brave and the bold. Spidey isn't like Batman. There isn't a stark split between... You know what? Let's save that for the off-tangent. The comic yeah, book stuff. It's a bunch of off-tangent. What
1: I want to bring up to you, though, is not so much anything, email or whatnot. But we could talk about the comics on the off-tangent. Yeah, I really want to, you know, touch some of those. What, <laughs> what, what I want to say right now is... What do you think of the NES re-release? Or NES modern console version? Uh... What about it? Cause I'm, I'm split about it, you know? On the one hand, I could buy it. Yeah. On the other hand, Raspberry Pi.
0: Which is <laughs> illegal. You know that, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. But that's why one of our friends was like, Oh, I'll just download emulator, blah, blah, blah. Oh, useless, blah. <laughs> Baby, bay. <laughs> You know who I'm talking about if I'm yeah, saying yeah, bar-bar-bar. Yeah. Anyway, ba-ba-ba, is Anyway, so he was like, yeah, he said that. I was like, or you could actually buy that unit, support those who create it so they could constantly make more content. But on the other hand, a retro pie or a raspberry Pi. Yeah. Right? But again, you don't have, you're not supporting the, the, the makers. So, what do you think about it? And what would you like one since you already? And like, cause to me, uh, our philosophy has always been if it's not readily available or made, that's like not even the free pass. It's the if
0: it's the moral justification. Yeah,
1: that's our moral justification <laughs> of it. That's our moral justification when we do those things. It's like, well, we don't have any place to get it. Now they're making it possible to get those again. So, and like we had, is it a Bodega Nights where we had an entire discussion on NES games?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, personally on uh, on my Raspberry Pi, the only games that I have or the only games that I downloaded were the games that I had as a kid. Mm -hmm. And all of them are not readily available anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I'm probably not gonna, you know, I'm probably not going to be downloading any ROMs or whatever. Um, if anything, I'd probably like buy the thing. But it doesn't have Contra though. But anyway, you know.
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. That,
0: that, that's that's it. Uh, because you're allowed to have a backup copy of something that of, of of a piece of computer software that you bought. So there, the games that I have on my little RetroPie are the games that I have as a kid or that I had as a kid. Um and I still have the cartridges like in storage. No, oh, so there you go. <laughs>
1: so uh, actually, it's more of you already supported them, and it's just you're looking for a way to just you know have them in you.
0: Yeah. There. Um, lifetime of the author plus fifty years is <laughs> <laughs> how long it takes for a copyright under the uh, under the, the 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 TRIPS convention. But there. Um, what was I? what what was the question? What do I think of it? Which one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you gonna buy it? Pretty much. Probably not. Like I probably wouldn't be able to afford it.
1: It's sixty
0: dollars. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to US. afford it.
1: No, I just looked up the price today, and yeah, I won't be able to afford it either. Because I'd rather buy like I, I'm, I'm saving up a hundred plus dollars for a flash that I need for work. Now, I do what I'm working right anyway. I'm using cons- flash constantly. Anyway, point is one. I want to know. What's inside? Cause I'm curious, uh, at the price point, what is it made of? Like, if I open it and I just see a Raspberry Pi. Just <laughs> <laughs> gonna flip my shit. <laughs> exactly. Like, what the hell, guys? And does not and I'm not even sure if this has internet connection. At least a Pi has an internet connection. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to what's inside. And apparently I still have my controllers for the NES. This can have the old your own NES controllers work with it, so I don't need to fork out extra for extra controllers.
0: That's, that's pretty cool. Like if, if the yeah. old NES controllers work on it. Like that's probably gonna Apparently. be worth the the price you pay. It. But then then the issue the issue that I have with it is um is that it, it comes with like thirty games, right?
1: Yeah, only thirty games.
0: Uh not sure if it has
1: Wi Fi or at least can connect to a Nintendo store. For the older games.
0: I I read somewhere that you can't. Like like you're stuck with those 30 games. So. Uh,
1: That's. That's. That's unfortunate. Because I mean. I would have appreciated like sell it. And have a hard drive. Or I don't know. Because I think if that was the case. I actually think this will outsell. (laughs) The Wii U. (laughs) (laughs) Because at that price point. People will be like. Just for the nostalgia alone. There's a reason why. Pokemon Go is the most. Use app right now in everything. In every, it's it has more users than Twitter. It's being mo- used more than Netflix. And wow, so you know, here's the thing about Pokemon Go. Yeah, and and what I don't like is Silicon Valley. I've read articles where like, some Silicon Valley. Expert pros are like, oh, I was right. Augmented reality is the future. People are using Pokemon Go because of augmented reality. Like, I just want to slap that person and say, people are using Pokemon Go because it's Pokemon.
0: You do know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, like, if, if you if you had a, a VR Pokemon game, then like that it that, will, that, that it same Silicon Valley itself. pundit would be like, oh, I called it. VR is the future. Right. No, I mean make up
1: VR Pokemon Snap. I'm I'm pretty sure it's not gonna be the same numbers as Pokemon Go, but it will still sell well because it's Pokemon Snap. Or I'm just biased because Pokemon Snap is about photography. And um, but speaking of VR, ah, uh, the only VR thing we've used, and I think we talked about this before, is uh, Galaxy Gear, uh, Samsung VR Gear. Yeah. Uh, we have probably... We're not going to be able to experience the other VR technologies until the next few years. But what I I just want to say about it, I think it has a problem because I think for them to to be able to push VR further and forward is by making all your technologies cross-compatible, but all your... Not games, yeah. Compatible across whatever VR platform you have, whatever hardware you have. But... I think there are some Ugh. VR games that are Oculus exclusive only.
0: Yeah, well they, they um they uh said that they wouldn't do that anymore, right? Like after after people got really mad and stuff. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I cause um this news came out I think two two weeks ago or so. So if if there was an update to that, then good. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's actually good.
0: Uh, if um if VR is going to work, they have to sort of take elements from the open source model of technology, right? Like, like fuck exclusives, you know, um, uh, fuck license, like excessive licensing fees and all of that. Yeah. Like, make sure that everything can work with everything because the future of your fucking platform is at stake. <laughs>
1: because if nobody if, if you have exclusives from the amount of VR devices coming out and you just have exclusives, then how the hell are you gonna develop and push it further? How are you gonna have pe- have those things in the hands of people?
0: Yeah, this this is the wrong kind of um this is the 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 wrong kind of fracturing, right?
1: Yeah. You should have the civil
0: war type of, <laughs> of Cold War type of fracturing. <laughs> uh as uh the um the, the the way it works in the way it works in the Linux world is uh we we all still sort of have that one same base yeah right like ev everybody's everything is running on top of the Linux kernel and the new utilities and stuff yeah
1: so like everybody everything is its own base, but everybody has their own thing,
0: yeah, yeah, whereas with v r everything looks to be like completely different technologies. Or they all have the same sort of underlying stuff, but all of the shit that's on top of it is purposely made not compatible with everybody else because we want all the money, right? And that's and gonna kill VR. That's gonna kill VR.
1: And it's not a slow development, and like AR, because like the first, not probably not the first successful, but a great example of how it was implemented was Pokemon Go because stick it with the recall brand, make sure. Everybody could have it accessible to a phone. I'm pretty sure a future iteration of it will be via Hololens or something, or something similar. Or if Google comes back with um, uh, Google Glass, uh, imagine if you have Pokemon with you. Like you don't even need to be on your phone. You're just walking around. Oh, you see a Pokemon. Then you're doing stupid gestures with your head <laughs> in public, <laughs> catching a Pokemon, and doing your own thing. Like
0: what version of Android are you on, by the way?
1: Four four point 4. 4. 4. 4. four. which I'm pretty much two years behind, three years behind.
0: Yeah, because I was I was um, I was trying to install Pokemon Go on my old phone. Did it work? Nope. I'm, I'm wondering though, like what um, what most of the people out here like are running. You know, are they Jelly Bean, KitKat,
1: Lollipop? I have a feeling uh, KitKat, four point four and four point two. I think that's majority. Alright. Uh, but there's another another like I wasn't sure if I'm gonna bring it up because uh, it could have been an entire episode in itself. You know the Samsung J phones, right? Yeah. They're marketing one of them. I'm not sure if J1 or J2 as like the phone made for the Philippines. Uh huh. Cause at around five thousand pesos pesos, it's forty gigs storage uh 8mb memory like it has some features that are like it saves or oh, it tries to be what do you call this efficient with your data and whatnot mm-hmm. it has good camera like oh everything that you do there in the philippines it's great for this i like this is a great phone for that it's pretty much their usb for it mm-hmm. and it's relatively cheap at around 5000 respectively for the j1 and j2 if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and it's samsung and it's kind of interesting Cause that could have been like I think of all of all companies, you know, I think Samsung is the one snailing it right towards marketing to a developing country. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, uh, very
0: and full of vigor there with your yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean there they, are neighbors. They are like Samsung is a rich fucking company and there are <laughs> Koreans everywhere. And they're pretty much our neighbors, so they know how to do it. Neighbors, they fucking invade the country? <laughs> secretly. They're invading it secretly. <laughs> Not like China. Our, our friends in China
1: who just flew a nuclear, what do you call this? A nuclear-capable bomber
0: over <sighs> Scarborough.
1: <laughs> like, bye, guys. <laughs> Fallout is coming soon.
0: Uh, off tangent, off tangent. Okay.
1: Uh, for now, what I want to ask though is, how's is it gonna affect the technologies? Are we not gonna receive anything made in China anymore?
0: No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably. I mean, probably still are. Right? <laughs> so pretty much like Brexit, if I'm not mistaken, because the ref- the referendum is non like it's non binding. If I'm not mistaken,
0: or or something
1: like they actually need to implement laws for them to exit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you look at the if you look at the laws of the European Union. There is a procedure that's laid out for leaving the European Union. It like is Section Fifty, Article, Article Fifty. 50 it's 50. called, um, and the referendum was, you know, do the people want the Prime Minister to invoke Article Fifty? I'm, I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure of the binding effect of a referendum. Um, yeah, under the British mm-hmm. uh, under under British law. Yeah, uh, from what I've
1: heard, it's not binding. But anyway, I'm still concerned about all gaps. <laughs>
0: Yeah and you know the uh like Britain joined the European Union on a referendum as well so if they're going to be like leaving then no better way to do it than with a referendum yeah
1: hopefully it all goes well for them whatever whatever happens cuz technically I'm not concerned about heading to China anytime soon
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well speaking of uh speaking of heading to places head over to channel14.com for podcasts and stuff oh yeah <laughs> Follow
1: us at channel four at ch fourteen and at third world linux on the twitters.
0: Uh, we have a Google Plus page. I've I've started posting there again. Oh my God, um, and uh, if you want to email us, email linux at channel fourteen com. That gets to the two of us, or contact at channel fourteen com. That gets to everybody involved with channel fourteen. So if you listen to Jabber Talk, Bodega Knight's, uh, Radio Norm. Then contact contactchannel channel 14.com goes to those guys as well
1: uh, we have an Instagram where we sometimes post yeah. whatever yeah some pictures, pictures. and stuff which so, is weird because Instagram now is full of memes I'll, I'll yeah. post I'll post, it, <laughs> I'll post my screenshot anyway um, help us unsuck uh, yeah, so and right. <clears throat>
0: see if you know the yeah. URL yeah I don't <laughs> I don't know the URL it's patreon.com slash channel 14.
1: So help us unsuck if you like, you know, throw a few dollars our way or at least uh, give a shout out to what? What is it? I have no idea what I was gonna say. it was <laughs> yeah, share it with your friends and other people that make you happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if, <laughs> if you <laughs> like, if you like Third World Linux and what little sense we make. As long as it's info, docu, edutainment, fragilistic, expialidocious. Then share it with your friends. And um, until next week, keep on Linuxing. And do things for love. This far, this is the off-tangent section.
1: Uh, so, okay, yeah. I'm, we're gonna read... I'm gonna... Fine, fine. Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm gonna start reading it. <laughs> I need something leisurely to do anyway.
0: That's, yeah. Oh, man, here. Speak, um, uh, kids beaten for not speaking English. We get that a lot here. Just not beating. But, like, we are very highly encouraged to speak English in the classrooms. Yeah. Um, I remember in high school, we
1: had... Um, there was only... Two classes that we're allowed to speak uh, in Tagalog. One is Filipino class, and two is uh, Hekasi, which is your history, Hekasi history, whatever the hell, whatever the hell that class, civics and civics. One of those. Like and all else, you have to speak in English. And you also have to say if you speak in Tagalog, like instead of a curse jar, what what do you call those things? Swear jar. It's I spoke in Tagalog jar of sorts. So it's pretty much something like that. We ha- we had something like that in school. And what happened was when that jar got full, we had um like every quarter we have something to like have a class eats out or something or buy pizza on it or something.
0: Yeah. Um what what do you call it? It's uh it is it's a sociolinguistic thing, right? That one. Um the, uh, that language divides social class in this country. Yeah. Right? Um, you have, you have English and Spanish that are spoken by, like, the elite. You have Filipino, which is the hegemony of Manila saying, well, the hegemony of Central Luzon saying that our national language is going to be a language that only 20% of people of this country speak natively. <laughs> <laughs> Has so much vitriol, (laughs) so much vitriol
1: in that delivery. But okay,
0: right. And and that um and that is the language of the middle class. And then you have everybody else that speaks every other language. Yeah. Like if you go if if you go over to Manila, and you hear somebody speaking in Cebuano, that person is not as rich as the person speaking in Tagalog.
1: Yeah. The one pretty much which makes a lot of commercials or comedians make fun of.
0: Yeah, so there, it's, 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 a, it's a sociolinguistic thing and you have like social pressures to uh, be good at English. Yeah, there, there is a lot of social pressure to be good at English, particularly since we are one of the only countries in Asia that has pretty good English as far as, as, far as Asian cu- countries go. And to this day, I'm still not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because it does kind of impair uh learning at the younger um at the younger like year levels, right? So um I'm not I'm not sure if this program is ruled out in Manila, but a lot of the guys or a lot of the a lot of the schools here have the mother tongue program where um in your very early primary school you learn science and math in not Filipino and not Tagalog, not English, but in the language you speak at home. So kids in Cebu learn science and math, like the fundamentals of science and math in Cebuano. Because that was hmm. the huge flaw, I think, when it came to like Agham and fucking mathematica yeah. or whatever the fuck you guys call it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Agham Mathematica <laughs> It Sounds <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Right? Because um because like it, it was it was a it was a very solid idea, yes. Because Again, you're going to want it. You do want to teach like the fundamentals of math and science in the local language, right? Like um, teaching my girlfriend's younger sister addition and subtraction when she was much younger was, you know, I, I wouldn't use the word add and subtract. I'd use the words dag dag and bawas. Mm-hmm. And she seemed to understand those concepts a lot better because I was using the language that she was used to speaking. Right? Uh, That's why no, no, no. you have to learn math in your mother tongue. Because these concepts, w- once you start saying addition, you sort of lose sight of the fact that it's just <coughs> combining shit. right? Like to a child, addition and dagdag are two separate concepts when they should be one concept. Yeah. Right? And so and so, teaching that in Filipino was a good idea, again, for 20% of the Philippines. <laughs> for like the people in central Luzon, but for the rest of the country, that just made us a dumber at math. Like me. <laughs>
1: but funny thing is, I'm part of that 20%. <laughs> yeah, but you spoke English. So I'm just really dumb at math. Yeah, but I'm still just dumb at math. <laughs> even though, even so. Uh, this house doesn't speak English at home. The only people that speak English here is me and my sister. Okay. My my parents, like, my parents is from Bulacan. My mom is from Bulacan. So that's, like, Tagalog city central.
0: And
1: my father is from Zambales. Okay. He actually... Very, like,
0: Luzon. (laughs) Yeah,
1: very, like, hardcore
0: Luzon. Shit.
1: Like my father, even he already forgot it because he haven't used it. He's he knows some um what's this language in Pampanga? Uh yeah, Pampangan. Yeah, Pampangan. But no, it ha- actually but has a term which I forgot. Think... Yeah, yeah. He actually knows some of that before, but he just forgot about it because you know not being used.
0: Because Imperial Manila fucking killing local languages, man. Because Tagalog, <laughs> funny, funny, right? Like how how Filipinos killing local languages. And funny how Tagalog is such a small language in the grand scheme of things. You drive two hours south, three hours south to Pampanga. They're speaking a different language at home.
1: Yeah, Pampanga is different uh, uh, language anymore. But south, well, three hours Bicol, north, different. Pampanga is north And three right? hours north, then south is a couple of hours. Because up until you hit Bicol region, that, yeah. that's when it becomes different. Yeah. But, I mean, that's two hours away from Manila and every, they're already speaking a different language. But when you go to Baguio or to Benguet, still, now they, it's back to Tagalog. But, move to Cordillera, it's now a different language. Well, no, <laughs> oh, Cordillera is what? Like the people. 30 that, minutes away
0: from Baguio City? The people that live in Baguio, though, like, a lot of them do actually speak, uh, shit, what's it called? What's the language of? That sort of...
1: Not, not Ilocano. Eh. Yeah. Well, a
0: lot of people in Baguio speak Ilocano or whatever A lot it is of people speak, speak in, in Ilocano. But yeah, but the one in Cordillera, in the mountains, right? <laughs> Finally speaking about the mountains. <laughs> well, they have their own administrative region. Yeah. That's um, like separate and Car. distinct from the rest of the Philippines. The, the, the mountain province.
1: Yeah, Cordillera administrative region like Caraga and is it Cordillera or Kalinga I think it's the Kalinga administrative region yeah mm. I think it's Kalinga
0: yeah so anyway so there it's it's funny man like the linguistic diversity of this country you know you know funnily enough like English has become a bit of a lingua franca here and no, because right? it's
1: the only yeah. thing that everybody speaks yeah at least everybody knows to speak English. Heck, the first time I went to Cebu, the first thing they told me was, just speak in English if they don't understand you.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and up to this day, whenever I go to Cebu, I just speak in
0: English when people don't understand me. Yeah, so, and you know, I, I guess that's why we spoke a lot more English at home because my mom is from Cebu, my dad is from Manila. And, like, the language... Oh, your dad's was, like, from Manila? I
1: thought your father was a
0: local. Well, he's, he's, he he grew up in Quezon City. Um, okay. So, like... That, that that's why uh English was and, and English English is a language that they s- that they both spoke fairly well. And the language that they had to use at the, the use at the office, right? They both work for the government yeah, at the time. At their work, yeah. Uh-huh. Um and there. So that that's how I ended up speaking English and yeah. And then you learn beside by just
1: living in Cebu. Yeah. And then you learn the various languages. <laughs> <living> <laughs> the various the language. languages you know <laughs> by actually living there. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. Oh, uh, before we get into like anything else, remember that teacher that I was talking about who is an Arsenal fan or a Liverpool fan? I cannot remember anymore. Yeah. Apparently, he is the in house counsel for respectable media company now. Right? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw him. I saw him at the canteen earlier. It's like, oh, sir. <laughs> Is not he all alone? Uh yeah, he's um he was like he's pretty new as far as uh, like, Okay. Yeah. Cuz if he
1: was alone and he was a Liverpool
0: fan. If he was alone and he was a Liverpool fan.
1: <laughs> oh sir. I thought you'd never walk alone. <laughs> That, that wouldn't have (laughs) been perfect. I'm not sure if he's a Liverpool or Arsenal fan. Either way, (laughs) would have been nice. (laughs) Kalarova, you'd never walk alone. You'd never
0: walk alone, sir. I'm supposed to talk about the ruling of the the South China Sea thing um, and why it took 2 years. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. So improve on everything
1: I I'm going to say, I guess, or or debunk cuz for me here's the thing about the entire thing. Here's the thing about the entire thing. All right. Uh-huh. Anyway, I think China doesn't care anyway. You know what? China doesn't care about it anyway, and they're just doing what Russia did with Crimea. I'm just yeah. going to get it, you know. The difference is American interest in the Southeast Asian region, or not just American interest, but other region, other countries have a huge interest because it's a shipping area. Yeah. It's a shipping lane. Is China going to escalate? Is actually, my, my question is, is China going to actually fight for this?
0: Uh, let's hope not. Well, the thing is, right, the, the, the thing is... um. China is a signatory to no, they're not a signatory; they're a party to the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Seas. The three commonly known as the UNCLOS. Yeah, the UN clause, UNCLOS, mm-hmm. I call it the UNCLOS, but I've heard people call it UNCLOS, and it's kind of weird. Too long, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's important, I guess, to note that the um that decisions of international arbitral tribunals don't have or international tribunals don't really have any binding effect like it's always going that that's always going to be the problem uh it's, it's like the 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 parties to a treaty or the parties to a convention um are supposed to observe uh it's called pacta sunt servanda which pretty much means you're supposed to live by the terms of the treaty in good faith and like while while the decision isn't necessarily enforceable, mm-hmm. um, China could get the ire of the international community for not observing good faith in sticking to the terms defined in the convention. But you also have that problem of them being the factory of the world. <laughs> you know, China should just be like the U.S. Right, That's, where like, I have a discussion really with my sister.
1: I had a discussion with my sister earlier cuz here's the thing about China and I'm not sure and probably somebody has already wrote a book with this they are they are envious of american
0: exceptionalism oh no not 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 that like they should mm-hmm. just be they, they should be like the US in the sense that they just say fuck it we're not going to be part of your treaty or we're not going to be part of this convention like they're like fuck the kyoto protocol we're not going to reduce carbon emissions we're not going to sign that you know yeah. um they're not a sig- they're not signatories to the unclos either so like china should just said Fuck it, we're not going to recognize, or we're not going to be a part of this treaty. Kind of, it's it's kind of shitty to like say, yeah, we're totally going to be part of this treaty, but then not live by it, or not abide by its terms.
1: Yeah, you know, it's always weird why they always still participate in those things when they just going to you know leave and get annoyed. <laughs> Hope it all goes well, cause I won't be able to do anything about it anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess talking about it on the podcast is doing something. Yeah. I don't know. I
1: consider myself a man of action. Not really.